0: I'm not going to scrap the beginning part and i'm going to totally use that as the snippet god
1: damn it it's all your fault alex <laughs> god damn it that was you i was fooled that was bamboozled you fooled you fell for it you utter fool <laughs> And Welcome to Anime Club After Dark, the podcast that delves into all things anime, manga, and otaku culture related. I'm your host, Alex, but you can call me Senpai, and joining me tonight, I have our czar of source material, John. The future is now, old man! (laughs) I hope so, I hope so. (laughs) So, tonight, uh, John and I are going to be talking about something that has uh, uh, come to prominence over the last uh, several years, I guess you could say. And that's this idea of virtual waifus. Um, it's it's the best kind of term I could think of to call all of these, uh, characters. But yeah, we're gonna be talking about things like um, Atsune Miku from Vocaloid, Keys in the Eye, and more recently, which is definitely uh, in the news and on a lot of people's minds, is uh, this new hentai cam girl named Project Melody. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not just on a lot of people's minds, it's on a lot of people's stomachs too. I mean, what? Gross. (laughs) I didn't need that. I wanted to to start this with just like a brief overview for like the first 10 minutes of kind of like how we got here and talk about a little bit of the history of how we got to Project Melody, because let's be honest, that's really what we're talking about tonight. Yeah. And, um, Um, I've just, I just got to say it's been a long
0: fucking time, man. We've come a long way in mm -hmm. technology. even like you tell someone 20 years ago hey there's gonna be hentai cam girls that's mocapped real time and you're first thing
1: you're gonna say is what's hentai
0: (laughs) no (laughs) most people would be like what (laughs) like you think about it it's it's 20 years not even 10 years ago you wouldn't
1: even have fathomed this like it's so crazy technology man yeah i mean you're right you're right um And a lot of people, especially younger people, might not realize this, but this kind of goes back, at least I think it kind of goes back to this idea of virtual personalities. And the first, like, prominent one I can recall um, is this character that was created in the the mid-'80s called Max Headroom. Now, if you're old, like an old fucker like me, you might actually recognize Max Headroom. It was essentially supposed to be this fictional artificial intelligence character, and they made a couple of, like, short films based around this character, eventually ended up giving the character itself a uh, a talk show, like a late-night talk show. I think it aired on Cinemax in the United States, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was Channel 4 in the UK, um, which is where it originated from. And it was essentially this, this guy. It was an actual person. Uh, it wasn't like a 3D-rendered avatar or anything. It was a person in really heavy makeup, a, a, like a plastic wig, and he was wearing clothes that were like... They almost thought they were painted on. They were made to look plastic. And in every appearance that this character had, uh, he would be like stuttering or it would look like, it would look like he was essentially a computer program running with glitches in it. And all the 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 impressive thing about this is being done in the mid 80s, there wasn't a whole lot of computer power behind all of this. And all of the effects behind this character were done in real time. Like real time editing, which is what was made it what made it really impressive then. Um, it, you look at it now. I mean, if you type in Max Headroom on YouTube, you can find dozens and dozens of clips from the show and from, you know, the the short films that the character was in. Um, by today's standards, it may look kind of corny and cheesy. Um, but back then it was like really, like top of the line, cutting edge technology. So
0: just um. Little pre-warning for the people who don't know what Max Headroom is. It's creepy as shit, dude. Um, mm-hmm. Alex sent me a, a five-minute clip of it, and I watched like maybe two minutes, and it's fucking Uncanny Valley as shit. Uh, it is. It made me uncomfortable. I didn't like looking at it. It's it's weird. It's weird. Yeah,
1: it's it's definitely one of those things where you look at it now and it's like it was acceptable in the eighties. <laughs>
0: Freaking cocaine fueled nightmare right
1: there, but I know I'd like to. But um, we move on. But we, but we move on from that. There's a huge branch of time, and then we get to like the mid 2000s. Well, hold on, and that's hold when on. this concept. Oh, oh, so there's just more.
0: Just uh, since we're talking about virtual personalities, I'd like to just put a mm-hmm. uh, Hal from Space Odyssey in there. Well, that's
1: that's way back in the day. That's the 1960s. But yeah, I mean, Hal is essentially a virtual personality. I'm
0: just saying we've have we've always had with the advent of technology, we've always had this infatuation with AI and virtual personalities. Mm-hmm. Just saying.
1: Ever since like the computer was a thing, we've kind of had this this concept in the back of our minds that well, what if we could just get a computer to think like a person? Yeah, and uh, we're almost there. <laughs> Well, no, I, we're cl- getting close. I, I think we're still a little ways off from like actual artificial intelligence. But, yeah. But, but moving on. So, in the mid-2000s, we had something come in. This concept of virtual idols with a program called Vocaloid. And now, John, uh, you're a huge fan of Hatsune Miku, so I'm going to let you take all of this.
0: So, in the mid-2000s, a company called Krypton, or they might have been something else before, decided, hey, you know what we should do? We should be able to animify people's voices and make them sing and will create virtual pop idols and it will be a fucking sensation and that is exactly what they did with the It was it was a sensation it's still super big in japan right now um i'd say it's not that big in the west not anymore like definitely i'd say in the Early 2010s, it was a sweeping the, the nation. Like there were shows coming. There was a show in, I believe, L.A. and New York in 2011,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I couldn't go because I was still in high school and I didn't have money to go travel. You're still a babby. I was still a little bat. I'm still a babby, but, uh, <laughs> but it it's and then you know there was like crazy things like Hatsune Miku was, I believe, she opened for like Lady Gaga and stuff like that. Yeah, she opened for Lady Gaga for like two or three years, I think. And it was just like it's super crazy because. Who would have thought that you could have virtual idols like these girls? These idols don't exist, and they're not just girls. If you don't, if you're not familiar with Vocaloid, there's men and women of all ages and sizes, and they there's like a couple dozen different characters now, isn't there? Yeah, there's also Utawoids, and there's this whole different thing, but
1: um, there's also Voiceroids, which are like text to speech simulators or something like that.
0: Yeah, which is based on the same technology. It's it's a huge freaking rabbit hole to fall into, and quite a hobby to spend all your money on, but I do yeah. what I have to do. And <laughs> how many Miku figures do you have? Not enough. Not nearly enough. <laughs>
1: That's the right answer though.
0: <laughs> but um yeah with the advent of virtual idols, like I remember they it originally it was just like, you know, a, a normal animated like music video with just like the Miku characters dancing around and stuff. And then they they invented a new program called Miku Miku Dance. And this kind of revolutionized the like weeb world as we knew it. Because now all of a sudden people could also not only could you use the program to make your own music, which people do now, now with Miku Miku Dance, you could have your own virtual idol performing how you wanted it to. So you could create On a
1: stage of your choosing.
0: Yeah, and you could create the models and you could do whatever you wanted. And this kind of gave rise to the next big thing which started in like the
1: early 2010s which would be virtual youtubers and i don't Yeah, it, go ahead i was gonna say the, the the distinction we need to make is so for virtual idols like vocaloids i mean it's it's a pre-sampled voice there's no one actually behind it so when you go to like a vocaloid concert whether it's in japan or you know here in the states or in canada or wherever um it it's it's music that's already been sampled and created and they've already like pre-rendered all of the dance moves to just be synced with the music so yep. there's no actual person doing it in real time behind the scenes
0: no the only thing that they're doing in real time is they actually have like a there are miku miku dance girls which is just mm-hmm. kind of like a cheerleader squad and then the instruments are generally live they'll have a band performing with them
1: yeah like a backing band
0: yeah but other than that like the entire performance is scripted all the songs obviously are scripted and it's all just a giant laser show but it's awesome i freaking love going to expo uh, the Miku Expo, I really wanted to go this year, but I can't. But that's you know, <laughs> I need to so spend. Then you get more to money. what
1: you just mentioned was the virtual YouTubers. Now this is a big a big step because whereas Vocaloid is something that's pre rendered and everything's done beforehand, and then you just show off what you kind of cobble together. Uh, virtual YouTubers, it's pretty much done in for lack of a better term, in real time. So virtual YouTubers are like this concept where you have like a webcam. Or a, a motion capture suit that you wear, and then that—that's using you know using software. It's actually controlling a virtual avatar on screen.
0: Yeah, like what the the one of the biggest differences is that at least when I looked at some uh, virtual YouTubers, because I don't know that much about it. I know some like who they are. Like he's in a I and Kaguya Luna. I know them. But, like, it's crazy because when you watch them, it's it follows, like, their head movement. It follows their pupil mm-hmm. sizes. Like, when people their open mouth. Their, their mouth. It's so crazy. And it's, like, it's yeah, real-time don't you don't, you don't have to do,
1: like, lip-syncing, you know, like when you do for anime. When you're animating a scene in anime, you actually have to take care of, you know, doing the lip-syncs.
0: This is doing it for you. And it's super crazy. Technology has gone so far. And yet we're not even out of the, the 2010s yet.
1: <laughs> Now there are the the big difference uh, in quality of virtual YouTubers I've seen. You can usually tell when someone's wearing a motion capture suit versus just using some software that's attached to their webcam. Yeah. Um. Most of the people, most of the virtual YouTubers that just use the software that's in the webcam, they only are shown like from the like the shoulders up. So there's not a hot, not a whole lot of movement with their bodies. The motion capture ones are typically, I mean, you can still sometimes just see them from the shoulders up, but they'll also like show, like they'll be doing skits where you see their whole body and stuff.
0: Yeah, and
1: and they're flailing around like Kaguya Luna and I do this all the time, where they do full body stuff, where they're flailing their arms around throughout the you know, the scene or whatever they're talking about or doing. Um and a lot of these virtual YouTubers they they operate in like two or three different categories where um they do a lot, a lot of vlogging, uh let's playing and then there's some people that do uh, some of them that do live streams. Wow, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um I know that all the big there's the big 4 virtual YouTubers which is Kizuna I, Kagia Luna, Zero and Mirai Akari. They're the ones that have 700,000 plus followers. Yeah, I don't... um <laughs> I don't
0: know much about virtual YouTubers. All I know is Kizuna I and Kage Luna were like the big yeah. ones that I first well, heard and, about.
1: And, and Kizuna Ai, as much as she touts being the first one, she actually wasn't. There was one called uh, Ami or Amy Yamato, which was all the way back in the spring of 2011 when, was when she started doing videos. Um, but Kizuna I didn't come in until about 2016.
0: Yeah, and so. I'd, I'd like to also point out, like, technically, yeah, Ami, because I checked out Ami Yamato's um, vlogs. She does vlogging and she does have a virtual avatar. So she's technically <laughs> the first virtual YouTuber, but it's not like mocap like Kizuna Ai and Kaguya Luna are. Yeah. So it's definitely like, you know, th- this is um, semantics at this point. Like, well, is Ami not or is she? Like, I- I'd say she technically is because she does use, you know, a virtual avatar for a YouTube personality, which is kind of the difference between a virtual, what we would consider a virtual YouTuber versus maybe someone who does like uh, animations and just has like a character that they use for themselves. It's like, it's it's kind of a big leap from going from 2d to 3d. It
1: is, it is. You're absolutely right. Um, I think though when when Keys and I started her stuff and she got really big, I think that's when the floodgate started opening. Yeah, because now there are dozens and dozens and dozens of virtual YouTubers out there. Um, a lot of them are uh, either they speak Japanese or Chinese or Korean. They're they're Asian, but there are also some out there that speak. That speak English. Um, Natsumi Moe is an uh, English language VTuber out there that you can find. I've watched some of her videos. She's kind of cute. Um, there are also some other ones out there. She's one of the bigger English language uh, VTubers. They've also, some of them have organized themselves into VTuber groups. Uh, the two big ones out there are Hololive and Niji Sanji. I think Niji Sanji has like 32 different VTubers that work Jeez. in that group. Um... I, I, I don't know the exact number. I know it's I know it's more than like 20. That's a crazy but, um, amount
0: of people to work with. Holy crap.
1: It is. Um, and they do lots of gaming together and they do like vlogs together where it's like they they'll all sit in a room and they'll make do challenges to each other and play like party games. that's
0: that's pretty uh, cool to do because you know there there's also been the rise of popularity of like streamer houses and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. From like the mid 2000s to now, like it's a lot more common for people to do it because it's easier to create content and you have more. You, when you have a huge cast of people to pick from, you can like curate it to a specific type of audience who like, like when four different types of personalities clash, you know? Mm-hmm. They love stuff like that. But it's just, it seems to me that when Keys and I came out and the floodgates opened, people realized like you don't have to be like this beautiful person anymore. All you have to do is have an okay voice and as long as you have a cool looking model like a good looking model you could just be the pers- the personality that you want to be and people like that you know it's just like yeah we're, we're we're traveling back in time where people back in the day you had to be like you know when we think about tv personalities everyone had to be beautiful they had to be a certain height they had to be certain this that but with
1: these virtual youtubers coming out you can it's an avatar you
0: know, just yeah. like when you it make can your be own. anything
1: you want it to be. Like if you're an artist, you can you can change how it looks on a whim. Yeah, and it's fine. You know, like as long as maybe maybe not. I don't know because
0: this kind of leads us into our next section. <laughs> the uh, the meat. I do want before
1: we, before we move on. I So you mentioned like you can come up from the bottom and you don't have to be beautiful and all that. I would like to mention a lot of the really big virtual YouTubers and all. I think all of the big four are they're run by production houses so it wasn't like a you know little person's rise at the top they had a lot of help getting there yeah so
0: that's they had people behind them because now like uh we were talking about earlier there's like dozens and dozens of other virtual youtubers you can't see my air quotes but i'm air quoting who are just like using like you know cam software and kind of just trying to scratch out part of this living like this is a market that they're trying to get into because you could get big you know as long as you're entertaining as long as you can find a dedicated fan base you can make a living off of this and as long as you like what you're doing then okay you know go for it but absolutely the big ones are definitely a lot more professional it seems like it works better when it's professionally made because you know, people do care about quality somewhat like you you need quality on top of having a dedicated fan base because how are you going to get do. more fans <laughs>
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, I, there is no way to get to get more fans besides, you know, have that quality and actually have the passion too. Yeah. Um I would like to mention that I I find it innately funny that Kizanai has gotten so big now that she's actually become the official spokesperson for a bunch of brands in Japan and she's actually <laughs> the official spokesperson for uh, the US Japanese Tourism Society or something like that oh, I forget I the actual yeah. name but she's the actual like the face of Japanese tourism like American Japanese tourism you
0: know back in the day Miku used to be the ambassador for Toyota
1: and <laughs> I know <laughs> The queen will rise again. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just funny that that these virtual YouTubers, and it's not just Keys and Eye. I, I think Kagi Luna has a couple of endorsement deal things, and you know some of these other big virtual YouTubers are starting to endorse products now and be like the face of different companies. And it's like it's really weird because it's not a person, but you kinda for a second buy the fact that it is a person.
0: Yeah, who who would have thought that an online avatar could make their own like living and being a famous fucking person that's crazy that's so crazy speaking of crazy though here's the meat of it you've been
1: on ChatterBay lately i've never used that website but uh that leads us into so project melody if you haven't heard about her yet i don't know what rock you've been living under because literally all anyone wants to talk about so project melody is the self-described first hentai cam girl that's that's what she uses i you can judge for yourself whether it's apt um but she's on multiple platforms she has like a twitter page a twitch page on on youtube she actually released a video on youtube back in i think it was january of 2020 um where she asked the question, "Is hentai art?" Yes, and it's a really good video. You should go watch it. And she she provides a really good argument as to why hentai is art.
0: Oh, I don't need to watch the video. I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: you don't need to have you don't need to have your view like just you know after your ego stroke It's like I know I'm right. Just shut up. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so I knew nothing about Project Melody. Um I don't watch the chatterbait stuff and just like I just saw there was a shit ton of memes, like Hose Mad memes and Oh no, it's not Hose Mad, it's bros glad. Bros Glad, Hose Mad. <laughs> and like just people just started talking about this, like there's a hentai cam girl and I was like, the fuck you just say to me? Mm-hmm.
1: Oh what? <laughs> and I I like the fact that, that before all this started so an artist came up with the design for melody it's an artist on twitter you can find um i don't know exactly how to pronounce his name it's did digit Revex. I think is how you're supposed to say it it's digit I x i i don't know if that's how you're supposed to pronounce it but um the twitter account for her actually opened in july of 2019 Okay. And there's been like this evolving story, like a, a bag story for her, that she started out as a piece of software that was used to scan emails for malware and by doing that she became corrupted and sec- like addicted to sex. Oh my god, they have a fucking origin story. <laughs> yes, she is? has she has a fucking origin story that she got she got really interested in human sexuality by scanning for malware and finding po- porn pop-up ads. <laughs> That's
0: so <sighs> God, that's so dumb. But I mean, this- and then she started
1: like, and then there were like really cryptic tweets. Like, so there's been like this this meta story evolving around her. Like, she uses the the Twitter page and like she's a- attained consciousness or something throughout the Twitter page. And then she's like, I think it was back in um, September October last year, her Twitter page was like, I really want a real body. <laughs> uh- I don't know. It's really great that she has this origin story. That it just it it sells this whole idea that she's supposed to be a real thing.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure no one buys that, but it's it's interesting how invested they are in creating melody. Yes. Like I didn't know that, and that's as dumb as I think it is. It's pretty smart on their part because they're they're going full tilt into this. She's real, but is yes. she real? Because of melody there has been giant criticism across (laughs) from actual cam girls from other cam girls like real 3d real people cam girls not just 3d hentai girls that (laughs) this is just a drawing she's not real and she doesn't deserve to get money because ho's mad because melody was pulling in all the views in chatterbait because she freaking blew up overnight
1: Yeah. And I think let me let me look this up real quick. So she started actually streaming on Chatterbait on February 7th, 2020. Every single time she's streamed since then, she has been the number one uh, girl on the site. Every time she streams, she's right at the top.
0: And I was like, that's so crazy. And I'm going to be honest, I didn't check out a stream because, you know, I don't care about that but I did check uh, on Pornhub one of her uploaded streams to see how she interacted with her audience and I can definitely see why she's even super popular among these guys like at first I was like oh it's just because of the meme because all these guys are like haha 3d hoes mad and all that stuff but then when I watched her um, stream I was like no she's pretty uh, relatable like it's it's weird first of all it's chatterbait and you know there's a girl pretending to fa- fucking masturbate across the screen from you that's weird to me it's weird you weirdos out there you don't
1: know that she's pretending she, she could actually be fucking she could,
0: but my point is that she also interacts with her um her streamer or her, her viewers just like a yeah. twitch stream would which is super weird because it's like she's kind of like a streamer a twitch streamer as well because she interacts with her audience. And, she's just like a Twitch streamer that masturbates from time to time, and and it's so weird. It's like this is such a weird place to be in, but then it's also super funny because she's she's able to relate to her viewers on such a higher level now, you know. And she's yeah. just like the rise of um, what's that freaking pink haired dinosaur's name? Um, Bella Delphine. There we go.
1: <laughs> Bella Delphine, <laughs> the pink haired dinosaur. Oh my god. She's
0: ancient news now, man. No one cares about her and her gamer <laughs> no. Girl girl bathwater gamer gamer girl bathwater yeah but she's old news now right and um she's like like bella delphine she got super popular because she was just a shit posting like meme lord and Mm -hmm. so is project melody project melody is kind of a shit posting meme lord too but she also just like has that sexual side to her and it's just like it's so weird, but it works really well Which, for her viewers. If you think
1: about it, I I've talked to a lot of weebs over the years. It's kind of the the type of girl that weebs are like after. Yeah, it's, it's like this this girl that has like this huge weeb's eye but also likes to be really sexual.
0: Yeah, it's an it's the over sexualized male fantasy, okay? And uh it's gross. You guys need to stop it. But... It's a good thing Show isn't here,
1: he'd give you what for. <laughs> pretty sure he'd be on he'd my side. would look at you side. and just say, you toxic masculine person.
0: <laughs> I'm pretty sure show would be on my side about this, but uh, that's just to give a little backstory about like Melody, in case anyone else didn't know about her, because you're living under a rock, but
1: it's, yeah, like you. I think at this point, if you were like an actual weeb and you didn't know about Melody by now, what rock are you living under? But it's. it's I mean, it's crazy. I some people might not have heard about it though.
0: Yeah, but it's crazy how far technology has taken us. And um, hmm. I did notice that I don't. I'm not too sure because I didn't do any research. Because again, I'm never prepared for anything. Um, <laughs> it looks like she uses like a VR chat model. It looks like
1: PlayStation VR I, chat. I don't I, know. I know that. I, so, a lot of people were saying that she used, like, some combination of Miku Miku Dance with, like, just some still imagery. Okay. But that's not actually true. I, I found out since then they actually render this in real time using the Unity game engine. Oh, wow. Okay. So, she's wearing a full body, like, um, motion capture suit. And then some of the props that she brings in and she uses, I think, also have some kind of motion capture, like, the balls on there. that <laughs> Balls. Capture. <laughs> yeah. Ha uh-huh the the little I don't know what you call them the motion tracking things on there so that, sensors you know when she picks up yeah sensors when, so when she picks up something and holds it in her hand it actually appears on the screen too that's that's pretty cool mm-hmm.
0: I think it'd be cool to see like the uh, you know the green screen with all the mo- mocap balls everywhere that'd be super crazy <laughs> but we're probably never gonna get to see that unless someone leaks no. it but I don't know. Um, or unless
1: something happens with the stream and the, you know, all the stuff goes away, then you just see who it is. Like that happened with that one virtual YouTuber who was streaming the one time You found out it was a dude. And
0: and that's kind of the scary thing about like why people are threatened by these type, type of like virtual cam girls. Because you don't know. Because you don't know who's behind there. It could be, you know, I've used the voice changing software before to sound like a girl to trick some guy into thinking I was a girl and get free stuff in Maple Story. Like wow. You know what? Wow. That's wow. MMO life, okay? Free shit
1: from desperate fucking neckbeards. And and it, I think it, what you're saying is a desperate fucking like 11-year-old with mom's credit card, but okay. Hey man, free is free.
0: But point is, <laughs> it it's kind of scary because, you know, with the, the how anonymous the internet is, you don't really know who's on the other side of the screen, and with this rise of virtual stuff, it's Kind of it, I can understand why people are concerned. Um, not these cam girls that are concerned because Ho's mad they're just not making more money than <laughs> than an anime girl, and I'm just like, well, you know. They, the,
1: one, I will say one thing: one of the criticisms that's lodged at, at Melody, which I think it's not an invalid criticism, and it, it's something that I think is worth pointing out. Um. One thing that that a lot of cam girls get is this societal stigma of being cam girls, right? Yeah. Like they and I think that's more of an issue with society not being entirely sex positive. Like if these women decide and, and men do this too. It's not just women. But if these people go decide to do this on of their own volition and you know they're adults, they have agency. I mean, why should they be shunned for doing it? Money is money, right?
0: Well, and this is why like a lot of cam girls don't do face reveals because they you know their cam girls do this to make money a lot of like the college girls do cam stuff to make money mm-hmm. and they don't show yeah. their face because it's like if someone recognizes them then they're going to be there's this stigma associated with, like, oh, she's selling her body online to
1: strange men on the internet, which is true, but I'm like— And with the prevalence of things like, you know, facial recognition software, you could put someone's face into some kind of a search engine and say, oh, this person was a fucking cam girl under this alias.
0: Yeah, and it's—and that's also another reason and a very valid criticism that these cam girls have. Like, Project Melody doesn't really have— any risk involved you know she doesn't have to yeah she could be any shape or size we don't know what her body shape looks could like could be a dude we don't could know be a dude it really could and they don't like you know there's also these when you think of like porn stars and stuff they have to keep their bodies in shape to sell because you know their body is their is what they're selling to this to, to this the industry. body is the product yeah exactly so it's I can understand why people are upset from that perspective because it's like, dude, all this effort that we put in, and guys want to jerk it to freaking cam virtual cam girls.
1: I'm like, well, technology. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I I think that Melody has probably opened the floodgates in more ways than one. Um, but um, I don't think she's gonna be the last. No. You know, definitely hentai not. Hentai cam girl out there. I, I certainly think that there's going to be more after her, especially seeing the success that she's had doing this.
0: I think that um, this is this is just the beginning. Like we've always been as technology has always advanced, we've always been infatuated with being able to pose as our avatar, right? People get mm-hmm. into the role of something that they're portraying and it's kind of just something people want to do. Um but for as long as I don't know if melody would be as popular in a year, um, because it it's kind of just because it's the memes right it's, now. It's well, it's also it's a novelty. Now. Yeah, it's a novelty right now, and it's kind of a meme status. But in the future, I don't know how big virtual cam girls are gonna get. Like, I'm not sure if it's gonna replace the porn industry or something, but it's definitely gonna make its way into it, and it's gonna mm-hmm. make it. It's gonna be a big mark for sure. Like, it'll be part of it going forward forever
1: now. I I do love uh, Count Dankula made a video about Melody, <laughs> Count Dankula is a special creature. Um, but <laughs> at the very end of his video, he he was like, because he was you know making a response to all the cam girls that were criticizing Melody. He's like, you know, if any of you out there have an issue with Melody, you can become her. <laughs> but there is one thing you'll need to do, girls. You'll need to learn to code. <laughs>
0: yeah. Or these companies, they, it could go a different route where these companies were, be, like, in the porn industry, like, we need to get behind this. Let's just hire some porn actors or actresses or amateur cameras or whatever and pay them, like, pennies, yeah. and we can reap all the profits. Yeah. But who knows, right? This is just I could see, I could see
1: it going one bo- both ways. Honestly, I could see it where, you know, Project Melody, you know, people, the novelty wears off and people just kind of go their separate ways. I mean, I think she'll still have fans, obviously, but I don't, I think, maybe in a year from now she might have half of the people watching her that she does now, if that. And on the other hand, I can see it where by this time next year there's three or four new people just like Melody on the on this on the site.
0: Yeah, maybe they'll start being virtual husbandos too. Um That's that's
1: something I was gonna ask you. So we've talked a lot about, you know, these female branded avatars. Yeah. And there there are for like virtual YouTubers out there, there are male virtual YouTubers. Um, but they're not nowhere near as prevalent as you know their female counterparts so my question is will virtual husbandos ever be as popular as virtual waifus i don't really think so because it's kind of like
0: you know there's stigmas involved with women who frequently masturbate um, you know women masturbate just as much as men there shouldn't be there shouldn't be really we you know we should be living in a very sex positive world going forward because it's fucking 2020 you fucking prudes But it just seems like because there's these stigmas over it, that there won't be a demand for it. Like, Mm -hmm. they could be. These husbandos have potential to become just as big as the waifus, but just because of how society views it and how, you know, other women don't want other people to know, like it's, like in Japan, it's seen as weird if a woman likes uh, boy bands, you know, if they're uh, otaku for boy bands or something. Yeah. And... It it is weird because it's like, Oh, you're obsessing over a boy band, but that's a pretty normal thing to do. Like, why is it okay for guys to obsess over like girl bands? What <laughs> girls can do that too, like what the hell? But it's... I mean they,
1: they obsess over it to the point where they literally marry it. There was a guy, was it was it last year, twenty nineteen, or was maybe twenty eighteen, that literally like genuinely married a holographic version of Hatsune Miku. Oh yeah, I remember that. <laughs> But was it was it 2019 or 2018? I forget now. I don't. I don't know the year, but I remember. It was that. recently. It was in
0: the last couple of years. And um, I don't speak of him because he did the one thing you're never supposed to do. You never. He looted Miku. You never, ever. You, she's an angel. She's untouchable. We're not supposed to do that. She's an electric angel that lives on in our hearts and our minds, but she's forever out of our reach.
1: You're just, you're just salty that you couldn't
0: do it first. I'm pretty sure I'd never marry her because she must remain pure. But Mm -hmm. yeah, it's just because of the social stigmas, I just feel like it won't be, but I hope it will be popular. Like I hope there's a a crowd for it. That'd be kind of cool. Like just, yeah. To...
1: And, 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 you know, I mean, Caldunancula was, was being very facetious when he said it, but there really is nothing. I mean, there there is sort of a financial barrier to entry, but in terms of what you're actually doing, there's nothing stopping other people from getting in on this.
0: Yeah. But, you know, with this movement in technology and the advent and people moving forward with it, it also presents this whole scary thing of like being catfished, you know, Mm-hmm. Like uh, like we talked about that virtual YouTuber who we thought was a girl and it turns out it was a dude and everyone yeah. was like what the fuck you know and
1: that, that was everyone's response originally but then they all came back and it was like yeah whatever yeah because it's like well you know if you want to portray the
0: girl and all that stuff and that's how you truly feel like then that's not really a big deal but it's like I think about it more of like what about these people like you know who with malicious intentions like me who pretended to be a girl to, for some profit and gain for myself. Mm-hmm at the expense of these uh unsuspecting what's the word I'm looking for unsuspecting victims
1: Tar- yeah victims yeah as <laughs> i say target or victim yeah um it, it is i mean the wor- catfishing is kind of scary when you think about it especially with like how good video and and photo editing software is now you can't trust photos and video anymore <laughs> yeah so who's to say that this like the 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 three D rendering software doesn't get like photorealistic and you're able to catfish someone into thinking you're someone that you're actually not? Like this this technology is great when it's used for entertainment like this because it's pretty innocuous. Like it, it, if someone like keys an eye turns out to be a guy, like I mean who who gets really hurt by that? No one. I mean it's just for entertainment value. But you could you could theoretically end up using technology like that to lead people to ruinous ends
0: <laughs> yeah and that's why it's it's a weird thing to think about and um you know it, it's also because like these type of cam like these virtual cam girls or in the future and cam husbandos i guess waifus and husbandos it's it has a really broad sense of appeal right mm-hmm. like you don't
1: uh, it, cer- it certainly does to the otaku community.
0: Yeah, like, because it's just they look like a pretty anime character and they like stuff that I like. You know, it's pretty easy to get on. Uh, as, as someone who is being shunned by society for liking specific types of uh, media, all right, as much as we hate to admit it, it's still kind of stigmatized of like, oh, at least when I was still in high school, like, it was okay to be nerdy, but. If you go full mm-hmm. tilt and you're like a giant weeb and you're like, Oh, I worship these Pantsu and of Naruto
1: like, running through the common area.
0: Yeah, Naruto running through the common area, you're worshipping like Daki and shit like that. It's okay, first of all, that's a weird thing to do because you're not you're obviously not a normal person, but it's because of that. It's when you have other people who are willing to accept you for liking these things, it, it really mm-hmm. does expand and broaden your audience. And
1: to be clear, we're not saying there's anything wrong with liking this stuff. It's just there's a time and place. Yeah. And I wouldn't even say that, like, uh, like per the Wired article that
0: talked about Project Melody. That Oh, yeah.
1: We got to talk about that because, <laughs> good Lord, I, I've never seen a worse take on anything in my life. First of all, the, the title of this article just poisons the well from the get-go. It, the, the title of this article – so someone did, a, did an interview with Project Melody, the the person behind the voice and the, the – the, wears the suit – um, the title of this article is Do Fans of Cartoon Porn Stars Hate Real Women? <laughs> I have never seen the well poisoned so fast in my life. And it's, you know, Wired is a little bit out of touch, but they did,
0: it's a clickbaity article title, and it works because yeah. it made us talk about it. Look at that.
1: Clickbait journalism works as much as I hate to admit it. It does work. And it's kind of true because, you know, when you
0: think about, like, who would a 3D hentai cam girl even attract and it's kind Incels. of sells yeah it kind of points to like otaku neckbeard incel type people um because you know it's not i wouldn't say it's so much as that they hate women it's just that they don't know how to conduct themselves normally and they're socially awkward yeah they're socially awkward and you know nothing works like in anime or video games where you, you can all of a sudden just like become the cool guy and every girl loves you like you know they have this disconnect with uh reality like you know that other person that you have an infatuation with guess what they're a real person too so they have emotions they have preferences just like you and if they say no and they're mean about it that sucks and i'm sorry but that means she wasn't gonna work out for you anyway yeah. and you don't need to treat them bad but you know these guys do and they curse women and just you know they become incels
1: I mean, these people do exist, and I'm I'm not saying that it, it is certainly possible. As many people as watch her streams and view her content and online, you know, on Twitter and wherever, I'm not saying that there, there probably are some people, some some of her male fans who are misogynist and who are incels and who legitimately hate actual women. I'm not saying that they don't exist in her fan base. They probably do. There's probably a very small minority, probably about one percent or maybe even less than one percent, but. My issue with that is if if you're just pointing that out and then just painting the whole fan base as maybe they're everywhere in their fan base. I mean, (laughs) come on no come on man
0: let's be real she's fucking a shit posting meme lord and that's why she's super popular
1: all right she is and i i'd also like to point out so i have viewed five of her streams now oh say what you listen say what you want about whatever that says about me say what you want i don't care i've watched five of her streams now and in all five of those streams the like the chat at the bottom of the screen is typically very very positive yeah, because most of the time, again,
0: this is a novelty thing. You know, it's like this is just super funny. It's a funny fucking concept. Hoes <laughs> are mad. This is just surreal and weird. and Hoes people... mad,
1: bros glad.
0: Yeah, and it's just funny. It's just a funny situation to find yourself in where it's like I am in 2020 whacking it off to watching a virtual fucking cam girl. That's crazy.
1: It is. And we it... live in We live in an amazing time to be alive.
0: <laughs> yeah, the future is now old man, like I said in the beginning. But this makes me think, though, is this really is this just a trend or is it the future, right? Hmm. And because I personally feel like this is not a trend. Some people feel like it's a trend and that it's gonna die out. And I'm like, well, I think melodies streams won't be as popular in a year because there's gonna be a saturated market in a year. Uh, but I definitely don't think this is just a trend because, as we've you know, the reason we discussed all the history of person virtual personalities and you know how it's accumulated to today. Is because we just for some reason want to be avatars, okay? Yeah, we, I know, right? We, we want just to... want to live
1: in a virtual reality. We want to plug ourselves into the matrix, and maybe this is the first step.
0: Yeah, or like uh, if you've ever seen that movie, the American movie, I think it's American Surrogates. It's uh, yes, yeah, it's just like that where you, if you wanted to, you could rent a different body. You can make, you can be whoever you wanted to be.
1: It's also worth mentioning that you know, since Melody can change her body to whatever she wants, she could be a Futa if you wanted her to be. And with that, Alex, no. um, <laughs> <laughs> I just I just wanted no to comment. throw that out there. No, nope, No, nope, we're done with that. I, no, there, I do want I do want to end on one thing though. So you you mentioned is it a trend or is it a future? I thought maybe three or four years ago that Keys and I was going to be just a trend, and four and five years later, here we are, and she's still chugging along, and she's still she's got more followers now than she ever has. More people watch her live streams than ever have. Yeah, it's. I'm telling and you, she man. She makes like she makes like twenty thousand dollars a live stream. Holy crap!
0: Maybe I should be a cam girl. <laughs> Maybe I should be a virtual YouTuber cam
1: girl. Well, you're gonna have to do one thing first, John. Oh yeah, what's you're that? You're gonna have to learn to code. God damn it. And with that, thank you all there for dropping it to listen to us. We hope you enjoyed it because we always enjoy bringing this stuff to you. If you want to check out previous episodes of the podcast, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, BitChute, SoundCloud, and Spotify. If you want to keep up with what we're doing, you can join us on Discord, Facebook, Twitter, and our website. Shoot us an email if you have any questions or if you have ideas for topics you'd like for us to talk about in the future. Links to all these things will be down below in the description. As always, I have been your host, Alex, and I will see you next time. Say goodnight, John. Good night, John. Good night, Melody. Joseph Josta. She's a fucking Joey Rose. (laughs) Oh, man.